You are listening to the Keep Going Podcast, where we keep going after the heart of God because He's our only hope. I'm Nika Maples. I'm so glad you're with us today. You're just one of the people who inspires me a lot with your wisdom that you always package with a big bow of fun. And wisdom that's wrapped in fun is easy to to understand. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see someone. I'm seeing someone, you know? Yes. Um, So you're someone who is particularly anointed to speak to growth and development and that's really what you do so so let's stop and say what do you do you want to explain a little bit about oh sure 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 I um, am a marriage and family therapist so or I should say I'm a therapist but I have a PhD in marriage and family therapy so I work at the King's University and I um, started a master's program there for the synthesis of the clinical and the spiritual so the two things basically to be tied together but it's a professional licensing program so you can get an LPC and an LMFT and then I also have been in private practice for 10 years so I have a private practice in South Lake Texas Um, that's also where the King's University is so I love to help people find the root of their problems, find out who they are, and hear the Holy Spirit in the process. That is wonderful. Wonderful. And as an essential business, I am glad you're still open during this whole time because I know that there are a lot of people that um, are thankful for support and also for a chance to get out and talk to someone. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Before we go into personal development and growth and the pursuit of dreams, how have you seen God move during this crisis? Oh, okay. So I'm going to use one example, but I've seen a lot of things because, you know, his hand is always moving. You just have to look for it. And I think what happens is we stop looking for it and then we don't see it anymore, but it's only because we're not looking, not because he's not moving. Right. And I think, um, I was standing, I was doing some yard work, which shout out to most people probably are going to have the best yards. That's one thing. That's one plus, right? They're going to have the best yards of their life because everyone is outside working in their yard because they can. So I was outside working in my yard and all I'm like literally, but two houses on my cul-de-sac were outside and everyone was standing in the street and everyone was talking to each other. And I think one, it's like, I know all of my neighbors, but as far as to like really stop and have a long lengthy conversation with them, um, that was just a beautiful picture of, I think what this time has been. But one of the things that I've been kind of leaning into is I've just started to study the Sabbath. And I've just started to really look into that. I'm not Jewish, obviously, but like, I just think it's such a precious, precious thing. And I have a lot of friends who uh, practice it pretty, pretty devoutly, like the on Friday afternoon, they, you know, they have a meal, they have friends, they, um, they light the candles and they literally spend 24 hours just not doing anything that they don't really want to do. But I've started studying it and I feel like the Lord is given us a gift of really Sabbath. This is what Sabbath is. I know we can't go anywhere and that is a different thing, but it's like just to sit and not feel guilty, not feel the shoulds, not feel the musts and have tos of our life. It's like you get to sit and bake some bread or hang out with your kids or watch a movie 
or just play a game. I've been playing games with my friends. I've seen a lot of people doing puzzles. People love to do puzzles. Like stuff that just takes time without guilt. And I think that's what I've seen. I've seen a lot of unity in families. I've seen a lot of people prioritize what's a priority. You know, the Lord has really worked even in me on roots of things that I'm like, Ooh, Oh, why does that bother me? Why does that bother me? You know, and had to ask him. And I've seen so many people just be willing to um, investigate themselves. So it's a long answer, but I said a no, lot of things. I agree that never has there, even if, even if we've um, tried to pull away and like take a break um, and, and spend some time in refreshing still the whole world's going on outside your house and so mm -hmm. you still feel this oh i wish i could be there doing or i should do that this is the only time that you don't have anywhere else you need to be it's pretty yeah pretty unique in that so yeah it's a universal seventh this time universal um, <laughs> so you've mentioned before about um tears um and pursuing something that you want and how we have different levels of things that we want. Could you explain tears to, to us? Yeah, sure, sure. I think this kind of thought in me, I always like love to trace it back because it's always so random, but it's like it developed out of a thought that I think so many times we dream small or I'll see people who will almost in a sense dream too big. So I think when you heard me talk about this, maybe potentially it was when I was talking about colleges. So yeah. I used to be a, a school counselor. And so I would um, always encourage my students to have different levels of school. So you kind of had your school that you knew for sure you were gonna get into. You had your school that you might've wanted to go to that would be a little bit of a challenge, but it would be doable. And like, it was like, okay. And then you kind of had a reach school, like a school that you were like, you know what? We're just gonna see what's gonna happen. I'm gonna apply at Harvard. Harvard. We're just going to see. And I feel like what happens with our dreams is we become too limited. And I think in this time, and I love that you're asking this because I think you're asking it because it's a great time to dream. Like our brains are slowed down enough to think about something for a minute, you know, <laughs> and it's so good because you need that time. So it's like, I feel like we have some dreams or some things that we could easily check off our list. Like, okay, you know what? I've been thinking about doing this. Like I've been thinking about organizing my software. I know that's not a dream, but that is one thing that I'm working on while I'm on quarantine is <laughs> to get those little dividers and like get all of that. Like that's a small thing, but it's a goal. You know, it's a thing that I would put down and say, I want to organize my drawers in a way that I, I make sense to me. But then there's kind of a thing that's an average, hey, I have another book I'm working on. I have some things like that, um, a company that I wanna start, or like I have um, a ministry that, I'm, that I really wanna volunteer at. You know, I have some things. So those would be some goals I think that would be in the middle. And then I think that the higher level are really what the Lord is like, I dare you, daughter dream it. I dare you, son, think about that. And it's things like, I mean, the company or a book may actually be a reach dream sometimes. I mean, to me, when just starting, sometimes it's hard for me. Um, but once I start, I can do it, but sometimes starting, but that might seem like such a reach. You might have kids at home where it's like, when am I going to find five minutes to write that one page, you know, but you have to have some dreams that are bigger than you dreams that take extreme faith dreams that really um, tap into what you're called to do in a way that only he 
could orchestrate. And I think that that is, um, that's kind of what I mean by the levels of tears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. That there's, that if you stay in the area where you could do it, that really it's not, it's not even, it doesn't even feel right to your spirit because we're designed to engage in the area where, where only he can do it, Mm -hmm. not stay where we can do it. Yeah. And you know, having a few um, steps until you're ready to dream that big is fine. But I mean, for the, for the people who never dream, it's the upper level of only God could do this. That's really, that's really hard to even hear. Um, Because I think a lot of people do, they just think that they're completely responsible for um, accomplishing something. And so they stay in a level where they can accomplish it. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. not realizing that if he's given you a dream, it's because he's going to complete it. Yeah. And well, so, and the difference is a book or a sock drawer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like not to say that harshly, but it's like, do I want an organized sock drawer? Or do I want a book? You know, I mean, I'm going to partner with you because I want a book. <laughs> like right. My sock drawer is good, but that only helps me, you know, people have such ministries inside of them, such calls inside of them like it's spectacular the lord is so cool because there's no two alike like it's like what people burn for what people are passionate for what people are about it's like they're so untapped so often and it's like cool it's so cool let's see that Mm -hmm. yeah so for the people that maybe did have something they were pursuing before this whole quarantine situation and they really were making some traction. Um, what would you say if someone came to you and they were like, "Well, I guess now I'm just I'm not gonna I'm not supposed to do it." Like they're losing momentum, even losing drive and desire. For the, mm. what would you say if someone's hope is on hold? Wow. Um, the first thing I would say, and kind of what my spirit has been saying the whole time of this, when I've heard people kind of talk about their struggles, or just things that have gone on through this whole COVID-19, is everybody is in the same boat. You know, it's not like someone's over here that's just is getting to go and run and be and do while you're stuck at home. It's like everyone, for the most part, is in the same boat of stalled, on hold, to a degree. So I think you've got, we've got to put that into perspective because I think the enemy loves for us to isolate and think it's just us. Like that's the lie, right? Like, Oh, you're the only one. Everybody else is out there hustling and you're um, sitting on your couch managing your family, you know? And it's like, no, everyone's doing the same thing. You know, I think the other thing is there's power, like I said, kind of in the silence or in the hold pattern of people just having a chance for the Holy Spirit to speak. What if he wants to take a turn? What if he wants to add an element? What if he wants to give you an innovation that goes along with what you were already doing? Like, let him do that. Like he's in, he's in control. He's still on the throne. He's sovereign. He sees COVID-19 and everybody's everything about it. And so my thought is that's really what you have to do. I think the other thing is this is practice. I think that everybody needs a routine. That's really the thing that the Lord had to like uh, excavate in my heart and still is, is like, 
I love to know what I'm doing. I love to know where I'm going only because I think my schedule is stacked so that if one Tetris block moves, you know, the whole thing kind of falls apart or Jenga, it's like, ah, it's going to tumble. So, but I think what happens in this time is it's easy to just let that be completely out the window. Like, I think our kids need schedules. I think our families need schedules. I think it's so crucial to be like, okay, tonight's pizza night or tomorrow night's we're doing chicken, you know, like just even for them to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is life right now? And I think we need that with dreaming. Like, okay, mommy's going to work. Daddy's going to work. Even if that means you're going to go write, even if that means you're going to dream, even if that means you're going to do something like you're going to go in the other room and that's your time to work and their time to work. You know, we just, we just got to set it up. Mm -hmm. And I can see how in, um, Right now, everything in a home would feel like a free for all. I mean, just like mm-hmm. there's there's no schedule, and yeah. in a lot of ways, that's freeing, as we were talking about before. And it, but there's a point when that becomes chaos, and mm-hmm. so even now, are you saying that like people at home would benefit from like getting ready for yeah. work, like staying in the routines? Yes. Yes. I think as much as possible. I mean, for kids, I I know I'm speaking a lot to kids. If you have kids, if you don't, that's okay. I think all of us, but I think people with kids, they need something even visually like, okay, like this is what we're going to do now. This is your time for free play. Like you can go play in your playroom or you can play video games or you can do whatever you're going to do. Now this time is school time. Like we're dedicating the house to school time. So everyone's going to be working on something at this point. This is our time for rest. So you're, you can go to your own room, you know, whatever it looks like, you just kind of break it out. Like this is our meal time. We're not going to just eat all day. This is our meal time. We get a snack at three. You know, I don't know. You just yeah. kind of make yourself, I think whatever. as adults, we need that. Yeah, I need that too. I need to know, okay, like, here's my plan. As a teacher, I do know that students thrive when I, even a class period has structure. Um, mm-hmm. they, they can bloom all over the place if they know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a little bit of structure. So maybe a lot of parents don't even realize that, that, that that's what teachers try to create <laughs> every day we have to, you know, or else yeah. the students kind of just get paralyzed. Well, so that leads me into an, an interesting thought. So do you, you said for dreaming, that's conducive to dreaming. And just like what I was saying about blooming for students, I mean, it's so much how we're wired that you, you think better, you dream better when you have a routine. Mm-hmm. So what about an annual routine? Do you have an annual routine where you like set aside portions of the year? I don't know, to, to think about your business, to dream about mm-hmm. what, what do you do as a routine yes. annually? Oh, I love that question because my husband and I, every year we do a, what we call a vision retreat. Um, and we actually learned about this through Jimmy Evans. Um, just, he has a guide on his website called the mountaintop of marriage. That just was a, a book that we came across. It's like, now it's just digital, but it's just the thing that we came across then. 
um, it just has questions about like for the next year, the, a lot of them are in depth about your family or your life or your goals, kind of like the same thing we were saying with the different levels of goals, but we usually go away and we usually try to do it in January or early February just to set the tone for the year. So we kind of, we spend time just praying, seeking the Lord. Um, I always say, is there anything that I'm going to Isaac, you know, in the year, like are, are there things that I want to sacrifice and say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm putting everything on the altar. But is there anything that I need to say no to that I've been saying yes to? Anything I need to say yes to that I've been saying no to? And then we just let ourselves dream. You know, it's like, okay, what do we want to do this year? Like, what would we love to say as a a couple or individually? So like most of the time it's our individual goals, but then we will set some couple goals. Like, Hey, we want to travel this many times. Hey, you have that book you're working on. Okay. I have this business I want to start. Okay. You know, so we'll just kind of, and we always write it down. Habakkuk 2.2. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Write the vision, make it plain so that he can run who reads it. Because I think if we don't write it down and we don't really mark it, then it becomes just something we've talked about rather than something we've set as an intention. And the cool part is we tend to find ourselves going on some trip at mid-year. So it's like we will almost revision retreat ourselves, so to say, like to just go back and say, how are we doing? Yeah, to check in because it's so easy to be like, well, remember when we said we were going to do Meatless Monday and we've eaten a steak every week, you know, <laughs> like you can kind of look back and be like, okay, we need to get that back on track or, oh, your company. Okay. What, where are we with that? Like, what do we need to, we're processed, where are we in the process? So we filed the, the paperwork with the state. Okay. You know, like, what are we doing? So you can kind of look at those things and reevaluate and, and celebrate your successes. That's a huge piece in that is we look at, oh my gosh, look how far we've come. Like we can cross this, this, and this off our list. Sweet. You know, okay. These things we want to still keep working on. Mm-hmm. Well, as a marriage and family therapist, I'm sure that you've seen lots of couples or lots of individual uh, spouses that feel as if they have a dream that God has called them to cultivate and their spouse does not support them that way. Yeah. They don't, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to invest resources in it. What are, what are some pieces of advice you can give to somebody who feels like they don't have anyone supporting Mm -hmm. their, their goals and their dreams? Well, if I can just say one thing about that is I think that even whether you're married or not married, that we've been bred as such a codependent society meaning that we need someone else to do what we're called to do. And I don't think God intended it that way. Like I'm married, been married almost 15 years, but it's like, I don't think God intended me to have to have my husband or else he wouldn't fulfill his call in my life. Now, do I want him to be there for me? Heck yes. Do I think that that's God's plan for unity in marriage? Yes. So I'm not at all speaking against that. But what I want to say to people is like, that he did, he does not dangle carrots. The Lord does not dangle carrots. And so if he's put a dream or a vision inside of you, he will make a way to see it through. It's just up to our obedience. You know, it's up to us saying like, no, I don't have a million dollars in the bank. And yes, this will take, you know, like you can look at those things, but the, the supernatural provision of the Lord is step by step. And it's so sweet. It allows us to truly lean into our dependence on him, which is so cool. Like I could tell you story after story about my practice 10 years now, how it started and how it should have never started. And it was started kind of 
in a way that was so weird. And then, and, and then how it just kept going and how we shouldn't have had that step happen. And, you know, just, Oh, you want to give us a $10,000 loan and we shouldn't get it at all. Oh, sure. Okay, cool. We'll take that. You know, like things like that, that we've just had over the course of the life of the business that if I would have wanted to see the Lord now where I am, then I would have never done it. And you got it step by step. So I would say, um, if you don't have a spouse or someone to support you, find someone. Meaning that even if you're married, I have a group of women that I call my iron. And those are my girls. You know, those are the people that will be like, Cassie, that is the dumbest idea. Don't even do it. Or do it. We're for you. Come on. You know, they'll cheer for me. Um, when Maybe when my husband might not. And, and like, you know, it allows me to have filters to let me know, am I really here in the Holy Spirit? Because he also doesn't work in confusion. So he's not going to tell you an idea and then give all of your friends a sense of unrest, right? Like he doesn't do that. Like everyone will be like, that's great. I feel peace. That's awesome. Go, go, go. You know, it's like he works in unity. He doesn't work in confusion. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that you um, guided that question to mention that you don't, that we can be codependent when it comes to dreams. Like, I think, I think what you're saying about he works in unity, that, that is so true. At the same time, I see that in the past, I've almost wanted confirmation from other humans. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I know I heard the Lord say that, but what do you think about it? You know, and then when somebody else maybe thinks that sounds, then I think if God gives you the faith, I mean, if he gives you a dream, he gives you the faith, the vision and yeah. the endurance for it. And he yeah. doesn't necessarily supply that to someone else. And oh. When they, when they oh. run out, they can't, mm -hmm. they can't envision it or they don't have the belief and faith for it, or they don't have the endurance. Like they were with you in the beginning, but then they kind of run out. And I'm like, God yeah. did not supply everything they needed for that dream. He supplied everything you needed. And so yeah. that's when I sometimes get derailed is because I'm like, come on, aren't you still with me? Or don't you just, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, they fell off, you know, I believe for a yeah. while, but now it's been a few years, so I don't know. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm still going, but, <laughs> but I love how you said we don't have to, that he would never give you something that was absolutely dependent on another person. Because I believe I've heard from two or three people who are divorced right now, and they went through a very painful situation where they were abandoned and it was very abrupt. Mm -hmm. They had did not see it coming, mm -hmm. but then they were saying to me, now I've lost everything, like um, when it comes to the dreams and missions and ministries of our heart, because they said mm -hmm. we were planning that with mm. our spouse. So now, and now it's gone. And I hear you saying it's not necessarily gone just because no. one person bails out. If God has called mm -hmm. them to it, I believe the right people are going to be watching this right now to, to hear if God has put it on your heart and he has called you to it, he is your partner. He yeah. is your um, companion to see this through. And you're not half of what you were. Yeah. Well, and I think one thing that's true, true, and you can stop me if I'm going in a direction that you might not think, but is that I feel like dreams, it's almost like the refresh button on your browser. 
Like we have to continually be pushing that when it comes to the dreams in our lives, because it's like, he might give us another turn. Like my initial intent, I think for starting CRC or going to Kings has morphed and shifted and changed in such a beautiful way. But if I wouldn't have been willing to push refresh and just let him speak and take me there, then, you know, I I don't think I would be where I am today. I don't think I would have had half the doors to walk through that I walked through because I wouldn't even have been looking for them, you know? And so I think we've got to let him do that. We've got to let him, um, take us and push reset, push refresh and say, okay, let's just take it. Part of the vision retreat process that you're talking about too, is just like, let's dream it. What else? Okay. Do you want to serve this population at your practice? Okay. Well, no, I think that's shifted in my heart a little bit. Okay. Well, I'm still having a practice. I'm just changing it. So maybe that ministry, that dream that you had with your spouse was something that you only saw the two of you doing, but I bet if you hit refresh, the Lord is still going to show you an aspect of that dream that is still for you to carry. It just is going to look a little different. Ah, hit refresh. I just, ah, I love that. It's so true because um, when I pursued dreams, he's revealed them to me um, in increments in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, and for a while I thought if it sort of shifts Mm -hmm. after a year or if if it turns, um, after two years, I always thought, well, does that mean I didn't hear him completely the first time? You just, he didn't reveal it completely the first time because he gave you the amount that you could handle in the moment. Yeah. So you ran yeah. that far and then he gives you the next mile to go. You run that far and then he gives you the next, you cannot, he doesn't always give you the whole marathon map. Mm-hmm. He yeah. gives you the first mile and the second mile. And mm. so you hit refresh so you can get the next um, you know, the next series of steps to take so you can mm-hmm. make the next, next milestone. Um, yeah. I love that, that it doesn't mean that you are, you have misinterpreted him just because mm-hmm. it takes a shift. That's yeah. Awesome. So, um, last questions I have for you is like, um, how can someone with their, I'm going to say with their words, how can someone with their words cultivate um, the atmosphere of personal growth and creativity and dreaming. What, what kind of sentences do you think they need to be speaking over themselves to cultivate that within themselves? Well, I think it's up to us every day, whether we partner with light or we partner with dark. You know, we, we, the battle that we wore is not flesh and blood. You know, that scripture is my life scripture, really. And I think that it's up to us. Do I want to support the enemy and what he's saying, the narrative he has for my life? Or do I want to support the Holy Spirit and the narrative he has? Well, of course, like, you you know which one you want to support. But I think so many times I'll even find myself engaging in negative self-talk. I don't know. I can't do that. Uh, That's too hard. Or I don't know. There's so many more other qualified therapists. There's so many people who, you know, I'll just start down that road. So I think one of the things is really catching yourself when you, when you stop, when you aren't aligning with truth for your life. I think another thing is putting it before you. Like I love a good list sometimes, you know, just something I'll tell people right on your mirror. Like what are the things you're working towards? What are the put yourself a dream board. You know, some people will make a cool dream board, cut pictures out. It's like, you've got to put something before you, but I think you also have to say to yourself, 
Like, what are my intentions? And like, am I taking care of me? Because I think that's a piece of it is that we start engaging in negative self-talk when we feel neglected. And I think so often as people, whether you're single, married, kids, no kids, divorced, we neglect ourselves well. We're good at that. And so it starts coming out sideways is what I think that negative talk looks like is like, we're feeling a little bit of abandonment of ourselves, And so and we, we come did out that to way. Ourselves. And yeah. We did to ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Oh, Cassie, every time I talk to you, it is a revelation. I mean, it's just like Aww. new things um, that I, I, that inspire me to walk away and really view things differently. You're one of my favorite oh. people, Cassie. And I'm right back at you. Today's episode of the Keep Going Podcast is brought to you by the Keep Going Journal, a quarterly magazine that focuses on hope and endurance, motivating Christians in the areas of home, health, finance, relationship, and skill. In other words, our kingdom work is encouraging you to do yours. Every issue of the Keep Going Journal is based on a specific color scheme and contains articles written by believers just like you, a worship playlist centered on a specific theme, and my favorite part, a three-month Bible reading plan. If you are ready to join the Keep Going Journal community, go subscribe today at keepgoingshop.com. Dot com.